Thank you for joining us for another lesson from God's Word. Anytime you're in Huntsville, we hope you'll come be part of our worship. The West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence is located at 1519 Old Monrovia Road Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. We hope you'll enjoy this lesson brought to us by Glenn Colley. If you'd like to follow along, the scripture reading this morning comes from Psalms chapter 90, verses 10, and then verses 12. And it reads, the years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble, and they are soon gone, and we fly away. And then verse 12, so teach us the number of our days, that we may be, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Please be seated. I'll meet you there in just a couple of minutes. Luke chapter 8. Happy New Year. It seems to me that there's something special about having, however, how often is it? I, I read it the other day that we have Christmas and New Year's on Sundays. I, I rather like that because it's just a wonderful thing to be able to say, I'm, I'm giving this to you. This is the Lord's day and I'm putting you first. And here we are. Uh, Cindy and I went to Walmart last night. Well, actually, she went to Walmart. I drove her there and I sat out in the car. That's the best place to go when you're at Walmart, just in the car, and especially now. And I studied while she was doing her shopping. And I learned a lot of things, uh, at least a couple. One of them was that the handicapped parking places are seldom used by handicapped people. They're used by other people. And I didn't say anything to anybody, but they were one after the other, you know. The second thing is that people were really getting ready for parties last night. And, and looked like they were going to party on and on. Well, I don't know how late you stayed up last night, but I know that you're here in worship this morning. And I want to tell you, I appreciate that about you. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to, to say in times of our lives where we do have other things we could be doing, that we're giving this to the Lord. Now, the, the, the recognition of years is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. You, you can go to the King James Bible, and there are 736 references to, to year or to years. 736. And, and what we read a while ago from Psalm 90 and verse 10, the days of our years are three score and ten. That's 70. If my reason of strength, four score. That's 80. But, but if that happens, there's going to be some challenges after that. And there's some of you in this room right now who are facing those challenges. You get to be mid-80s get to 90 years old, and there's going to be some, some hard days. But then verse 12 says, to teach us to number our years. In other words, we ought to learn from that. Give yourself to wisdom. The idea is that the longer I live, hopefully I'm garnering wisdom. I'm picking up, and I can, I can look back and years that I've lived, and here's what I've learned, and that's what I've endured, and, and I've grown from that, and now here I am in my service to the Lord. It's not a bad thing to count the years. That's the right thing to do, especially if we do it the right way. I want to talk about the years today. Nobody knows what 2023 is going to hold. I wonder if, if somebody offered you the ability to read the future for $10,000 and could do it, could sell it to you for ten k, would you do it? $10,000, you can imagine, maybe what you think about is investment possibilities. Boy, you could really do great in the stock market if you knew the future. 
But what if it was everything? What if you knew everything that was going to happen before it happened? Would you do it for 10K? I wouldn't do it for 10 cents. The answer is I would say no. I, I don't think we're cut out for that. I don't think that we're equipped for that. And here's what the Bible says in James chapter 4. Go to now, you that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and we'll continue there a year and we'll buy and sell and get gain. Now get this line because you don't know what's going to be on the morrow. There's nobody living who knows. Here's Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. This year, it's very possible, I suppose. Well, I mean, I know that the Lord could return. I don't, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. The Bible says the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Thief in the night, what does that mean? It means you don't know. It means that nobody knows when he's going to return. Could it be this year? Could it be? The answer is yes, of course. Will this year be for mankind more of a blessing or a curse? Will any particular one of us still be in the land of the living when the end of 2023 comes. I, I don't know the answer to that, but I know this. In Luke chapter 8, Jesus teaches a parable in which every one of us lives. We are represented by one of these characters or these qualities in Luke chapter 8. I want to start reading in verse 4. Luke 8 and verse 4. When a great multitude had gathered together, he had come to him and had come to him from every city. He spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, you know, hard down, packed down, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on a rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He who has, has ears to hear, let him hear. Drop down to verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are those who... Because here's the categories of people. And what I said is there are four categories, and everybody in this room is in one of these categories right now. Those by the wayside are those who hear... Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved. They're prejudiced toward the truth. They're not going to listen to that. 13, but the ones on the rock, just a bedrock, so a small few inches of soil and, and then a bedrock. Those on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive their word with joy. And these have no root who believe for a while and in a time of temptation, they fall away. Some are like that. And what fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. But what fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. I, I do not know the specifics of what will happen in 2023. I'm rather glad about that. But I know some general things that will. That is to say that if, if what happens in 23 is consistent with what has happened in years past for all of my life, I can give you some things that are going to happen in general terms in this year. The first one is this. There will be a certain amount of good fortune. There will be people who will have good fortune. 
and in this room. And, and that's a wonderful thing. I hope that that's true about you. I hope you have the best year of your life in 2023. And when I think about good fortune, I'm talking about prosperity. I'm talking about promotion. I'm talking about maybe some honor that might come to you or to me. Things that are pleasant, pleasure and joy. There's going to be some good fortune that'll happen. And there will be a couple of different ways that people who receive that good fortune are going to respond to it. Now, Luke chapter 12, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully, beginning in verse 16. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do because I have nowhere to bestow my fruits? This will I do. I'll tear down my barns and build greater. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which you've laid up? Now the point is that that there's some who are going to receive good fortune, but the way they react to it is with with pride. Somebody said, you know, that that old four-letter word, pride. What does pride look like? It looks like this rich fool. He he received this prosperity, this good fortune, and he just walked into a house of mirrors. All, All he could see is himself. Not about how he could serve God better now that he has this prosperity. The Bible talks about pride as being very dangerous. For example, Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction, haughty spirit before a fall. In Proverbs 6, you have that list of seven things that the Lord finds abominable. And the first one on the list, are you ready for this, is pride. And pride is... I don't know, maybe we ill-define it. Maybe we're not very good at defining it, but it comes so very often when a man like that rich fool receives prosperity. It's about often when things come my way that I didn't think it's just good fortune. And what happens with good fortune is that I have more opportunity to make choices. A man with money has choices that other people do not have. A man with, with position has choices that other people don't have. And that puts him in an interesting situation. And what he may think about is himself. It may, it may be that he'll come now to the place where he, he neglects his worship attendance. Because he's got so many pressures. He's got so much he must do. Those, those voices call to him all the time because God has blessed him with prosperity and with position and with promotion and with all of these wonderful things. But now he's got those, these voices and it pulls him in a way that's away from God. And some people are going to have great fortune this year. And when they do, some of them, some of that number are going to, are going to be smitten with the pride. Quit being thankful. They'll have a proud look. They won't pray deeply. They will end up raising their children to be covetous and don't even realize it. Is that, is that prosperity? Is that good fortune a blessing or a curse? Oh, it's a blessing. How we use it will determine whether or not we, we make it into a curse. On the other hand, there will be people who have good fortune. And, and for them, it will not harm them spiritually. It will help them spiritually. Here's Third John verse 2. Now look, look at this. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That is to say that I want you to be the recipient of good fortune. I want the, the, the year to go good for you. But I also want your spiritual life to be commensurate with that. There needs to be a gauge here where you keep that faithfulness growing as the prosperity or the, the power or whatever it is, the influence you have, the position, 
It needs to be commensurate with how your soul progresses. And for some people, that's how it's going to be. If 2023 is like other years in my life and your life, there's going to be some amount of, of good fortune. Now, here's number two, and it follows right on the heels of that. There's going to be some amount of ill fortune. I mean, that means disappointment. You know what disappointment is? Disappointment is that I... Disappointment isn't necessarily bad things that happen. It's connected to that. But disappointment is that I, I had a picture in my mind of how my life was going to go. I anticipated that because that's how I had envisioned my life. And then and something blindsides me. And it makes me angry. It, it makes me mad because that's not how I thought it would go. That's not how I anticipated life. And yet here it is. And that's... That's disappointment. Ill fortune could come in the way of of illness. It can come in the way of reversals. It can come in the way of just disappointments and pain and sorrow. And if if this year is like any other year, it's going to include some of that, and for some of us it will. Now how do I respond to that? How would that be? And And the fact is that in the past, we've seen that some people will respond in a way that they pull back from the Lord. Maybe to use an excuse. I, I'm, I'm so filled with my own self-pity that I pull back. I pull back. I, I, I use it as, as an excuse to stay away from what I need to be doing. And I neglect my responsibilities. I don't worship as faithfully as I should. I back away from that. People have to beg me to come to worship God. People have to beg me to serve Him. Because, you know, I've had reversals. You turn to the book of Job, and here's something I think pretty interesting, because you have two different different responses to hardships. And this is, I know this is egregious. This is Job, after all. But look what his wife says to him. You know what? This is too much, Job. This is just too much. Go ahead and curse God and die. Give it up. What? I do not believe that Job anticipated the kind of problems he was going to have. Things seem to be going along pretty well. Talk about disappointment. This is it. How do you respond to it? And some people are going to respond like this. It's just too much. And separate themselves from God. But when this occurs in 2023, and it will occur in some people's lives, some will react like Job reacted. You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? Does that make any sense to you? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. And for some people, the reversals are not going to draw them away from God. It'll draw them closer to God. Let me tell you something. You, you pray differently when you're on your knees. And sometimes the hardships of life will bring you to your knees. And sometimes when you anticipated life going in a particular direction and you're hit with that truck and it is not, I mean, you didn't see these things coming and now they're here. Your worship will be deeper. Your prayer will be deeper. Your interest in the word of God will be deeper. Your gratitude for the ability to come into this room and to worship God will be deeper. It'll mean more to you because... Because you just need it so very much. And I think about people in this room. And there's people who, for whom good fortune has come this year, this past year. And some ill fortune has come to some of you. 
Isn't this been a great year in just so many ways? And we have, we have people in this room who obeyed the gospel this year. Praise God. They, they put on Christ in baptism. They're in Christ now. They're part of the family of God. Their sins are forgiven and they're, they're headed to heaven. There's some people in this room who have strayed away and have become back, come back. They, they've been restored and now they're living faithfully and praise God. We have lots of new babies. I always look forward each year to Paul getting up and reading the names of the babies that have been born and we always have a peck of them. And don't we love the babies around here? And some, some were married this year. And that's just wonderful. Some lost loved ones, the closest people on the earth to them. This has been a significant year for many people. How will it be in the next year? And the answer is that for some there will be good fortune. How will they deal with that? Will it draw them closer to the Lord or will they allow the, the pressures and the things that come along with those blessings, pull them away. And then there will be ill fortune. And how will that be? And some people act one way and some people act another. Now here's the third one. There will be some amount of temptation come in 2023. The Bible, the Bible promises that temptation to, to break resolutions, temptation to neglect our duty, temptation to shift responsibility for our wrong actions onto other people because we don't want to bear it. Temptations to speak out in harshness and anger and to retaliate and seek revenge and temptation to cross sexual lines that God has made. And James chapter 114 says, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. There's going to be a certain amount of temptation and it'll come to your life and you know it. But James 1 verse 12, two verses up says this, blessed is the man that endures temptation. Some people are going to react one way. They're going to yield to that. And all sorts of problems are going to come into their lives as a result of that. And other people are going to face temptations too, but they're not going to do that. What they're going to do is to endure temptations. That doesn't mean just, just face them. It means that face, face the, you, you, you go through the tunnel and you come out the other side. You sweat it out and you win. I know, I know that I'm oversimplifying it. I'm just saying there's a difference in how people fight it. There's a difference in people's resolve to live for Jesus. And, and people are going to face this challenge this year. Here's the last one, number four. There will be a certain number of deaths this year. I, I don't want to be, this is not pessimism, it's just merely realism. Whether I say it or not, it's going to be true. And I, I would like very much to think that it won't be me or any close acquaintance of mine or even any, any just distant friend of mine. I, I would like to think that my life... And your life will not be touched by this reality in 2023 that I won't or you won't have to suffer the, the pain of this. That's unrealistic, of course. And, and we know that because, well, the Bible tells us that in Matthew chapter 7, enter in at the straight gate. And some people are going to, to leave this old world out of the fact that they just grew old and their bodies wore out. For others, it won't be like that. It, it will be something untimely, something that we didn't expect. It just, it just happens, and, and how very difficult that is. And, and furthermore, you can divide into different categories. Some, some of those people, however they leave this world, are going to leave prepared, and some people won't be anywhere near prepared. And we've experienced that too, haven't we? And Jesus said that, 
We should enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many there be that go in thereat, and, and narrow is the gate straight that leads to life, and few there be that find it. There's going to be two different categories of people in the end, and that's just the way it is. Death may not come to you this year. I hope it doesn't. But one day it will. I don't have the ability to predict specifics about 2023. I'm really glad about that. I believe that we're better equipped to live one day at a time. You know, just give it to me incrementally. That's what I want. In reference to good fortune and bad fortune, I'd like it just to come one day at a time. I just, I think a truck, a pickup truck is good for one load at a time. And if you give it too much, it's just going to sit down on its axles and it's not, it's not going to make it. That's how people are too. Now, I want to close this sermon, and I want to talk to people in this room, and I don't know who this might be. Perhaps no one. I don't know. But if there's someone here who is not right with God, I want you to think about something. Is this, is this really a new year for you? I mean, there's something more significant than, than the, just the turning of the page of the calendar. A man named Ed Anderson said this, and I, I don't know who Ed is, but I like what he said, and I found the quote, and I wanted to share it with you. Can it be called a new year when the sins and the sorrows of last year are carried over the threshold from December 31st to January 1st? If one is spiritually lost, guilty, under condemnation, has anything basically changed? If, if my iniquities still separate me from God, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, has anything changed? Is it a new year? If, if, if I pray to God, but my prayers are about, bless me, God, bless me, God, instead of, bless me, God, and creating me a clean heart, O oh God, renew a right spirit within me, Psalm 51, is it really new? What about my heart? What about my life? What about my connection, my relationship with my Lord? And am I staying with him? Am I staying with him? Am I growing in him or am I growing away from him? There's a way to be new and you know what this is. There's a way that a man can be new and that all things become new. Now there, I can talk about a new year now. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. New. So this sermon is this. I want you to think about, about where we are. The new year is there, there. I mean, I know there's a level on which it is just the turning of a page of a calendar. Yesterday has the same air in it that, yeah, that, that today has. And we're going to eat our meals and we're going to walk around and do our things. And we're worshiping today as we do all Sundays. And so there's a sense in which it's not so different. But the Bible says that I ought to number my years that I may attain unto wisdom. And that's what we're doing this morning. That's what I'm attempting in this sermon. What a number of our years. We ought to anticipate the upcoming year. So which would it be for you? Good fortune, ill fortune, temptation, undoubtedly, death for some of us. How will I, how will I face these things? How will I deal with them? I know that these things will come. What, what I want to suggest this morning is that if I'm not right with God, I'll become right today. 
And, and if I need to put up my guard against the temptation to take these things in the wrong direction, that I'll, that I'll, I'll build my resilience. I will determine today that this year I will walk with God every single day. I'm so glad that you're here. Happy New Year to you. We're going to sing a song of encouragement. If you need to obey the gospel, now would be the time. Wouldn't it be something to be able to say, I was a Christian for every day of 2023. Repent of your sins and confess Jesus and we'll baptize you, just like the Bible says, for the remission of your sins. And if you need to to make some things right with the Lord, the church today, now would be a great time to do that. And we will pray with you and you could leave this auditorium this morning knowing that you're right with God. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word, brought to us by Glenn Colley. If you have comments or questions, Glenn can be reached by email at colley at westhuntsville.org.